This podcast is intended solely for blind and print-impaired audiences and is brought to you by the Radio Talking Book Service in Omaha, Nebraska. It's time now for today's edition of Community Conversations. It's the interview program in which we dialogue with voices from the Omaha community. And here's your host for Community Conversations. Let's welcome Cami Carlisle. Ryan, hello and happy Friday, everybody. So glad to be here in studio today with Lauren Citro from Imagine Inclusion. Welcome. Thank you so much. I'm so glad you're here. We talked a long time ago and here we are together to talk about the exciting new park that's coming together. Yes, it's it's finally happening. (laughs) I can't wait. I'm sure kids are waiting too. Before we get too far into that, will you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got here and how you got to be to what you're doing right now? Well, um... So my my son, Brody, he is nine now, but uh-huh. um, he was born with a condition called spina bifida. Mm-hmm. And so that has affected his mobility. So he, he has paralysis. And when he was um, two years old, I had his little sister. And I realized that there was no place for him to play independently. Uh-huh. Um, you know, there mm-hmm. were lots of playgrounds that had wood chips and... Um, and lots of stairs and that sort of thing. And he used a walker to get around. Uh-huh. And so that that was quite the challenge. Like, yeah. he needed to play independently sure. um, while I was taking care of his very, very crying little sister. <laughs> um, and so an idea was born. Um, and then I connected with Megan Walls, who is um, – her mom started CRCC, uh, which is where my son went to daycare. Okay. And – she is happens to be a universal design expert. So um, <laughs> I love it. It, the idea was born to build a playground where everyone could could have fun. I love that. So tell us. So tell us about Imagine Inclusion and what it's all about. Okay. So we um, when we came up with this idea, we had approached other people, you know, to see if they would um, be willing to help us build a playground we weren't finding anywhere and Mm -hmm. we realized that we had bigger goals Hmm. um and so we started imagine inclusion as a nonprofit with our first goal to build an accessible and inclusive playground um and it turns out at zarinsky lake is where is where there was um a playground that needed to be torn down and it happens to be the busiest uh park in all of omaha oh so well, good. I yeah. didn't know that was the busiest park. Yeah, per rental numbers and that sort of thing, the data sure. that they they do have available. So yeah, it's it's one of the busiest and uh, where a lot of walks take place in our community. Yeah. So it's pretty out there. Oh, it's beautiful. And it's easy to get to. Yes. So that's amazing. You know, it wasn't until I read your website that I had no, I, I just had no idea. <laughs> and I don't have kids, right? So yeah. that's my excuse. Yeah. But I didn't know that there was not any accessible, inclusive, barrier-free playgrounds west of 84th. So Correct. there are some on the east side here. Correct. Yes, there are. Uh, one of the first ones was All Play, and that's at uh, Seymour Smith. Okay. And it is a wonderful playground. And that is where I would drive to take my ah. son and daughter to play. But we were in the car for a very long time. Right. Um, Probably with, the, in the car longer than at the park. Exactly. Yes. With yeah, little kids. Yeah. yeah. That's that's exactly what we were finding. And, yeah. you know, to get uh, friends to meet us there where it's really far away, you know, it it made our, um, I don't know, our circle very small. Sure. <laughs> so, yeah, I can only imagine. It's hard to build community when 
when you can't interact, I guess, yeah, in, absolutely. in play. So. And again, not having kids, um, I just never really thought about that because, you know, I grew up in the 70s and everybody just the playgrounds. Now I look at them and I'm thinking, how do we survive those? How do we live through half of those things? Like I, the hot slides, right? Mm-hmm, absolutely. So tell us why an accessible playground is absolutely essential, not for only the kids, but the parents, too. Like you just said, I mean. Yeah. Well, I mean, for of course, it is important for kids to right. play disabled kids and um Typical kids. kids to to get to play and to play together. I think yeah. it's really important that we have um, kind of a diverse play group. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you are not, if a child is not able to access the space, then there's no chance of inclusion. Right. But we also have to think about the parents of children. Uh, the parents may be disabled or maybe it's a grandparent caregiver who just had a knee replacement. Right. It could be a temporary thing or a permanent disability. Um, and if you're not able to access the space to get your child, if there's an emergency, right? I'm it, what a helpless feeling. Yeah, and I can't even imagine. No, no, that's I don't think that's that's just not going to work. Right. <laughs> and so, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. And so mm-hmm. again, this is for everybody. Absolutely. From, you know, a little kid to a 100-year-old adult. Right. <laughs> and maybe even a middle-aged person who wants to go play. Absolutely. I mean, or just go down the slide with their niece or nephew, right? Um, there has maybe been some uh, of me trying <laughs> out this play equipment to be oh, like, good. oh, that is really fun. We, yeah. I, there's We have a roller slide that um, is kind of like rolling pins uh-huh. all, going all the way down. Oh, and it's metal. Um, but it, it the reason it is really important is that it... Uh, it doesn't produce static electricity. Oh, like um, Finally. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, oh, the slides, yeah. right? Finally. Yeah. So if anyone has like um, a device like a cochlear implant or yep. um, even a... Uh, like a heart di- thing for maybe a grandparent, yeah. right? Yeah. Or, or diabetes, like the pumps. Yeah. Um, that shock can ruin <laughs> that good. equipment. Uh-huh. So, yeah. so you guys have really thought about everything. So tell us how... So you're embracing all this inclusivity, but talk to us about your commitment to diversity, equity, and inclusion, and what does it look like playground-wise? So that's pretty much the core of of who we are, Um, you know, with the rise and um, having those statements and stuff on the playground or on people's websites. We were like, man, that's like kind of our mission statement, honestly. Yeah. Um, So we believe that... um, People come from diverse backgrounds, and we should be, we should all be embracing that. Um, so, there, there's the ADA, right? Right. Um, Americans with Disabilities Act, and mm-hmm. that has um, maybe said this is the standard for a playground, right? But it doesn't necessarily include access. It Ugh. doesn't. It definitely doesn't um, involve inclusion. So. Um, <laughs> That's you know, kind of head scratching, isn't it? Like, it, cr- it truly is. It was a great starting point. I think we there are so many good things and conversations that came from that <laughs> coming into practice thirty years ago. However, it could definitely use an, an, an update, yeah. <laughs> especially when it comes to playground design. Right. So, um, like wood chips mm-hmm. are considered accessible. Like, really, th- it is part of the ADA that you can use engineered wood chips okay. for your for your surface but no. my son i know <laughs> it's like how's that gonna work yeah my son with a wheelchair we right. uh, yeah so um 
I'm talking about mobility things, but some things we have for um, maybe blind or low vision mm-hmm. um, to to kind of, I guess, like increase that inclusivity and um, equity. We have a tactile map Ooh. that um, will lay out the playground at the entrance of the playground. Nice. So if if you're blind or low vision and your child says, I'm running off to the to the swings. Um, we have a tactile map where you can see exactly where those so they can the feel it are. Yeah. And then know which way to take off to. Exactly. Oh, I like that exactly. a lot. It's really cool. That was uh, one of um, my cohort Megan's visions. And we've found someone that that made these really, really cool tactile maps. And they did it for another playground in New York. Oh, so they have experience. And yeah, it's That's really cool. It's really amazing. So I read that uh, the ADA requires that playgrounds built after 1993 be accessible to kids with disabilities. But has this not been happening? Or is it just that have we not had any parks really built in Omaha since the 90s? Or what's the scoop there? Or they just think, here it is, you got wood chips, good luck. Well, so they meet ADA standards. Oh. But the ADA is is wildly <laughs> inadequate. Yeah, that's, um, huh. So, uh, like, for a playground, you might see, like, a ground activity. Um, there's a, I, you know, I... Let's just say um, it's the one ground level activity is a panel with a steering wheel. Okay. That's Yay. That's <laughs> that's it. Um, if you have trouble accessing an actual structure, that's <gasps> that's what you get to play with at the park. Wow. So they kind of need to update their Absolutely. Like, so I, minimum I mean, standards are met. So they're in compliance, but with this playground and and hopefully going forward, um, we're creating like the standard I hope that so. we go above and beyond right. the ADA. I hope so too. Mm-hmm. So tell us how this works. So there was a park out there and it's being torn down because it's just old and been used to death. Correct. It is original to Zerensky. Oh, so really? it is it's it's time. It's been played to death. It has. Okay. It has. It has served its purpose and actually um like this week the city has been working on tearing it down. So oh, good. So we are replacing that playground um with a playground three times the size Whoa. of what was there. Really? Yes. Oh my so. gosh. I'm not even <laughs> I haven't been to a playground since the seventies. I'm gonna want to go and play. Yeah. So yeah. what is it like when you approach Omaha Rex and Parks and you're like, Okay, listen, you gotta take down this old thing, but we got these big plans. How did they respond? Well, so we've been at this for five years. Um and so we've actually been through uh two parks directors and both have were so receptive to our idea good um and actually the first one he was uh part of parks and rec when the all play playgrounds were built at benson and seymour smith okay so he he knows he knew how popular and um yeah just they're really popular playgrounds because they're really fun for everyone um, and then the new parks director, he was from the Des Moines area, and they okay. had just finished up a really big accessible playground project. Oh, good. So again, seeing the value that it brings to our community, having good. a place for everyone. So do play. you think with this brand new shiny big old park, like you said, hopefully going forward, that all parks here in our city will look like this? I I really hope that that's the standard. Um, we we. Of course, every playground cannot be $1.3 million, but we also, Whoa. I know, I know, tell <laughs> uh, us, uh. when we started five years ago, that was not how much it was. Oh, my goodness. Um, yeah, but I wow. think we've all seen how things have changed. Yeah, everything's <laughs> over kind of the expensive, last few isn't years. it? Yes. Yeah. Um, so, 
we know that that not every playground can be that much, but there are things that you can do to make playgrounds accessible and fun for for everyone, no matter where it is um, or what the budget is. So, so tell us more about this playground. Like what? So how is it different and how is it accessible and inclusive and how is it different from, say, the all plays that are out there right now? So um, I would say from maybe a typical playground, we have a um, poured rubber surfacing. So that means that... Oh, I like those. Yes. they're. I mean, they're kind of bouncy to walk on, yeah. but they also like hold up a long time. Like you don't have to continuously keep dumping wood chips on. The, so from a longevity point, yes, it may be more upfront, but it mm-hmm. it lasts longer and oh, then yeah. is also accessible. Like, and if a kid wipes out, it's not going to hurt like a wood chip going into your kneecap, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. And you're not going to take those home with you either. So, <laughs> <laughs> Right. Yes. So what are some so, of the other differences? Um. So I, you talked about 1970s playgrounds. Merry-go-round was a oh. big hit, correct? <laughs> right. Well, we have an in-ground merry-go-round. Oh. So you actually can wheel on or if you have trouble like taking a step, you can, it's what? it's flush with the ground. And you also can't get trapped under it. It's oh. like maybe the 1970s uh, merry-go-round. Yes. So. Wow. So, so if you're in a wheelchair, you can just wheel on. Correct. Yeah. And then how do – is there a way that they can lock on or do you hang on or so how's that – So there's like a circle in the middle that – you can kind of self-propel it or someone oh, can be around the outside that is doing so cool. it too. Um, we have an interactive wheelchair swing. So oh, it oh. actually, it you can wheel on. There's a ramp to it. Um, and there's like a seat in like kind of an open space. So you can, you know, do a do the wheelchair swing. Their traditional ones are usually just a big box on chains. Oh. Um, and it, they just weren't great for everyone. So, yeah. um, you know, when we started five years ago, this wasn't a thing, and now it is. So I guess that's the blessing in disguise. Um, <laughs> right? Is that, is that we More get More things to... were created. Exactly. Well, so that's cooler cool. equipment. Um, yeah. So we also have, um, like, swings that are um, also just kind of like the bucket that have kind of a harness. So okay. if you need extra support to swing, mm-hmm. you can do that. Um, we have, oh, gosh, it's so many things, so many panels. We have music elements. We have mm. uh, climbing elements. I, just, it's going to be a lot of fun no matter who you are. So, so there's a lot of sensory activities as well. Correct. So like mm-hmm. the music, I'm guessing, I feel like I saw this like somewhere in Colorado, like up in the mountains where the kids can go play like, not chimes. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. chimes. So stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Um the fun kind of seats that uh, – I mean, my kids love these. They're like seats that you can spin around and around and around and around. I know. I, I couldn't <laughs> do it as um, right. an adult, but yeah. they, they look like they're having fun. We also found ones that have more of a supportive back okay. as well. So um, that That's awesome. should allow more people to, to use those as well. Are teeter-totters still a thing? Um, we, we do not – they are kind of a thing. Um, they're not as like – I was never traditional as you would expect. Not for me as a chubby kid. (laughs) Me either. I did not enjoy the teeter totter at all. Yes, it was kind of hateful. So if that goes away, nobody's going to be mad. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, but lots of different slides. I know I'm forgetting elements. Just <laughs> oh, I'm sure there's so You're, many. Oh, it's so fun. It's so going to be a lot of fun. What about – so this thing is going to be huge. I'm guessing mm-hmm. it's going to be full of kids. Is there a place – if somebody needs a break from all the noise and activities, is there a quieter part of the playground? So we have these domes that are – 
just kind of a great escape, I think. I okay. mean, could they be a clubhouse? I, Of course, because little kids have wonderful imaginations. Right. <laughs> Everything can be a clubhouse. Yes, yes. Yeah. But it also would offer a great escape. So we also have a lot of shade elements um, and, you know, different picnic benches and benches. Just there should be you know, kind of spaces that are right. carved out for that. Are so. there like grills and stuff too? So that if um, you wanted to cook out or, or like so, farther away? So a little bit further away, but um, this, the area that the playground is at is called the main shelter area of Zerinsky. So okay. there, that's where a lot of like picnic uh, rentals are done. Um, so there are grills around. Okay. It, so, I mean, family reunion, I... It wow. could be a great place to do that. <laughs> this is going to be the spot. I really think it is. <laughs> it is. So let me ask you, who designed this and how do you even design a playground? You know, um, Megan and I, when we started, did not know that. Uh, we reached out to another town that had built a playground and kind of went from there. So part of it is finding a vendor Um and there are some big names in playground equipment we oh. found, and I have opinions about them, too. Oh. It's, you know, <laughs> after five years, that's <laughs> kind right? of how it goes. Um, but we found a vendor that we their equipment we thought fit with our um, our goals, and um, that's, that's where we started. And we decided, they, you know, we had catalogs that we went through, and yeah. so there were elements that we were like, these are things we must have. Um, and we gave them that list. One of Another thing that's kind of unique about the playground mm-hmm. is that it has two ramps. A lot of them only had one. So if, if a friend got off, you would have to go all the way back through uh, to get off the ramp if you needed a ramp. Got it. This, our structure has two ramps. So oh, if good. you're like at the far end, you don't have to go as far oh. to, to, you know, keep with the flow of play. Right. Very so. good. So again, what was the price tag on this? Um, it is $1.3 million. Um, we are We never wanted to raise a million dollars, but here we are. And um, right now we are in the final $200,000 that we need to raise oh for gosh. the playground. Okay. Um, and 100 of that is being... Um, part of a matching grant. Oh, good. So we're in a, through the end of the year any donation made is actually being matched by this generous anonymous donor. So really if you raise 100k Exactly. Oh, that's it then. You're exactly. so close. We are so close. Oh my goodness. And who so, knew that a playground costs that much? I know. I know it but they do have a lot of longevity. Right. Um, so what do they say, like, with this new stuff? How long is it supposed to last? Like a couple decades? I mean At least, yeah. Yeah. So I mean the playground it, the cool thing with the company that we went with is that they they keep all of the molds of their of their playground equipment. Okay. So they, if anything breaks, uh-huh. they can replace it. They keep uh-huh. it indefinitely, and they're a, a company that's been around forever and ever and ever. Um, and is that company here? Um, so the it's called Landscape Structures. Okay, um, and they. They, actually, the equipment used at the Gene Leahy Mall is is ah. from this same company. So they have, like, a wonderful reputation for creating really interesting spaces. I see. So, okay. Um, so, yeah. So anything that breaks, it can be fixed. That's so, amazing. Mm-hmm. Who even knew? So yeah. did you get a trial at any of this stuff? Or you're just looking at this company, like you said, has a great reputation. So. Yeah. Well, um, so... We we definitely Megan and I anytime we were in a new town would seek out playgrounds uh-huh. yeah um, and so through that way we would test with our children 
but also right <laughs> as that's as people awesome. looking at the equipment. So, so when you guys were planning this, you ladies were planning this. So you went to playgrounds and you did all this research. Mm-hmm. But again, who was did you primarily both of you just kind of design this, or was it Omaha Parks and Rec? So. We, um, the company that we ended up going with is um, Outdoor Recreation, and okay. so they design it. Ah. Um, but basically, it was like our wish list because there's lots of, there are lots of intricacies to it. Like only this can go with this piece, and you know, like like anything, I yeah. guess, in construction. Um, and so they're experts in that, and so you know, we would go back and forth on design, and sure. um, but yeah, so they they are the ones that do the design. <laughs> we just said what we wanted in it and they delivered. Wow, this is so exciting for Omaha. I'm so excited for everybody. Yes. So yeah. you have a uh, family-friendly socially distant fundraiser coming up next week, December 8th and 9th. Uh would you, tell us about it. Okay. So um you say socially distant. Maybe our webpage uh, designer Was that needs still to, from the COVID area? It, that's well, it. it's back. That's actually yeah, it's true. Fine. I understand. You can that never be too sure. safe. Right? Yes, absolutely. It is outdoors, so that right? that is still always good. But and it's it supposed was, to be nice too. Yes, which is not something we've had before <laughs> because this was actually born out of COVID. Um, this fundraiser. Oh. Um, you know, we were like everyone else at home and wanting to do something um, to help with you know raising money for this playground that we <laughs> have been dreaming of for five years. And I remembered uh, growing up, we would go to a drive through holiday light display yes. with my family. Uh-huh. Um, and it was a tradition. And I started thinking, why don't we have one that that families go to? Yeah. Um, so with six weeks to go, uh, we decided to hold this. <laughs> this so, but we were. It was 2020. We were home, so we right. uh, bought a lot of Christmas lights. We approached a lighting company, and they took pity on us and and decided to to help us. So oh, good. And they are. They have helped us put it on every year. This is our fourth year. So. Um, wow, I'm sad to say I have mm-hmm. not ever driven through there. So perhaps mm-hmm. this is the year I do. Please do. So yes. is it the whole park? Um. So it is. So it's at the future side of the playground, okay. which is the 156th and Water Park entrance. Okay. So it doesn't have an official name, but I think Imagine Inclusion Drive sounds really amazing. Yes, but it does. <laughs> Fancy. But it's, if you were to Google it, it's the main shelter area. Okay. And so it's kind of this long, winding drive. And then you kind of come over the hill and you will see the lights at uh, this peninsula. So it's a circle drive. It doesn't take a terribly long time, but... Um, but it's a really fun time for the yeah. family. So we would love for you for us to be a stop on your Christmas light tour. Absolutely. So. And Becca will be doing the audio description. Yes, this is our third year doing audio descriptions and it adds so much to our event. Yes. Um, and she we were, does a beautiful job. She does. We were talking off air at how good she is at describing everything. She really is. And there there is a lot to, you know, to take in and she she yep. just Yeah, (laughs) it's just beautiful. Right. So with that being said, listeners, you can attend. So come because Becca will be describing everything for you. And this is next week, the 8th and the 9th. And it's from 5 to 9 each night. Correct. Um, And audio descriptions will be available Saturday night. Saturday night. Good to know. Yes. That's the 9th. The 9th. Mm -hmm. Okay, good. So Saturday night. But you can come the night before, too. But if you want audio description, Mm -hmm. the 9th. Yeah. So that's very exciting. Yeah. So let's talk just a little bit more while we've got about seven minutes left. Let's talk more about inclusivity as far as accessibility goes. Tell us again 
I just feel like it just seems like people are more aware of this now. What was the change? Was it COVID? I don't know what it was, but it feels like everybody wants this now. We want accessibility. We want inclusivity. What was the change? Was it just the time is now we need to do this? Or what is your opinion on that? Well, I I think in 2020, we saw a lot of um, a lot of trying to think how to say it, but we there was a, a reckoning that um, that there were different lived experiences mm-hmm. and that um, inclusion was really, really important. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, for me, it was, um, you know, having a son with a disability. I, I don't know that I really knew anyone growing up that was young and had yeah. a disability. Mm-hmm. And it really shaped my worldview. I'm sure. Um, Is and- your son super excited about this park? He is. Did he help with the planning or have any um, opinions? He, well, he has uh, been with me to many um, fundraisers and talks, and both of my kids have been such troopers. But they they know what the goal is, and they know yep. it will be a lot of fun. I'm sure so. they're very proud of you. Oh well, thank you. Well, they, yes. I'm. They are. They are the reason. And I think if we can help another family like ours you know, feel a part of the community and get to have that free play and fun. Yeah, it's going to be worth it. So talk to us too about why it's so important that it's inclusive for all kids. So I, I think that um, maybe people will say, oh, there aren't that many disabled kids. And, and I would argue that it's because we do not have um, great structure for them to go to these places. See them there. Correct. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, if they cannot access the space, they cannot be included. Right. Um, and so I think that um, by getting to to um, play with kids who are, you know, have different abilities and different skill sets than you, you're, you're widening your worldview. Um, yeah. It's like at the minimum, that's what it's doing. So. I mean, I just think back, like I said, to 70s Park and like what a difference that would make, right? To a kid, I just feel like that would just give you a bigger wide worldview of what life is really like. Is that we're not all the Absolutely. same. And that I just feel like that can only be good for kids, right? It can only be good to be around different folks. Absolutely. So Absolutely. Do you think Imagine Occlusion is going to build any more parks after this? I That is to be determined. We would definitely love to. Um, I, I don't know that another million-dollar park is on the horizon for us. Um, <laughs> you know, it's it's been Megan and I mostly raising money and it's uh <laughs> we are moms and mm-hmm. um we've been completely volunteer run wow so um wow it has well, thank you yeah, yeah seriously no, it's like a labor of love a true it really labor is of love yeah it really is and i know that our community is is going to really thrive oh i can't wait i can't wait to drive out there and see that park all packed with all kinds of kids having a blast absolutely oh my gosh it just makes my heart so happy yeah it's it's going to be um you know just even seeing um things being cleared out for right the playground to go in is is just surreal so when do you think opening date will be so um there is a lot of groundwork that needs to be done and so we are shooting for um spring to summer okay that's so, fair yeah construction you just there are lots of variables that's right and the <laughs> so, weather and everything else so 2024 absolutely. spring or summer mm-hmm. and i'm sure yes. you're going to be letting the world know 
Yes. Right? We will. Please let us know, too. Oh, definitely. Definitely. So, yes, absolutely. So you guys still have 100K to raise, and that's it, though. That's nothing, mm-hmm. I feel like, compared to the $1.3 million. Absolutely. I mean, we, we feel like we've asked for five years, you know, please donate, please donate. This is our final ask. It yeah. truly is. We are we are there. So um, if they want to donate, if somebody wants to donate, what's your website? Or is that where they should go to donate? Yeah, that that is a wonderful place. Um, imagineinclusion.org. And okay. also... All of, you know, if you attend Illuminate Inclusion, we do accept donations. Okay. Um, and we'll even give you candy canes. It's very, oh, I mean, we delicious. hand out candy canes at the <laughs> end of end of the the circle. Okay, good. Um, but all of those donations are also doubled. So Excellent. Very yeah. good. So one more time, next week, the 8th and the 9th, we'll be having the uh, family-friendly. You can go and see all the beautiful decorations and lights out at Lake Zerensky on the 8th and 9th, 5 to 9. And Becca will be providing audio descriptions Saturday night. Correct. So do come. And then again, 100K. You could do it. You're so close. I'm so excited for you. So the website to donate is imagineinclusion.org. What is a good phone number that folks can reach out? Um, my number is 402-480-1366. Okay. So if anybody has questions or maybe want to donate or whatever, they can call you. Yeah. But again, imagineinclusion.org. Yes. Well, Lauren, it has been a pleasure talking with you, and I'm so excited to come out. I think you and I are going to have to do some swinging. Yeah. All right, or maybe race down the slides or whatever. Or teeter-totter if it's there. Yes. (laughs) Well, it's been a pleasure talking to you, and I can't wait to see the park. Lauren Citro with Imagine Inclusion. Stay tuned 2024 for a brand-new park, spring or summer. Thank you for coming in, Lauren. Thank you, Cammie. You've been listening to Community Conversations on Radio Talking Book. It's the interview program that brings you voices from the Omaha community. The Radio Talking Book Network is brought to you with the cooperation of KIOS-FM in Omaha and statewide through the facilities of NET Radio and Television. We've been proudly serving our blind and visually impaired listeners for 46 years. Thank you for being a loyal Radio Talking Book listener and supporter.